Good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing uh, about as well as uh, could be expected. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds like par then. Yeah, at least par. Actually, okay. it's been a good week. It's been a good hey, week. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. It's actually been a really good week for me too. I'm feeling pretty psyched about how work is going. I'm getting better at controlling my anxiety response to news updates. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been I've been like limiting them mostly and then like kind of just engaging with it when I'm feeling up for it. I'm just getting better at like, okay, that's disturbing, but it doesn't help me to be disturbed for the next couple hours. So let me kind of try to process this in a slightly more detached way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we collectively all had to go through kind of a desensitization process. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, there are alarming numbers being thrown around and projections and all the things that we've been hearing, you know, for weeks now. And it's like shocking to hear it first. And then it's like, okay, I mean, we're at the point where, yeah, there's very little that any of us can do aside from the things that we, that's ingrained in our brains now of best practices to do during this time. And that's about it, you know? Um, so yeah, I feel a little bit desensitized, but like more able to mentally manage it, I guess. It's like humans are pretty good at adapting to new situations. Like sometimes the world just changes like crazy and you have to live in a new reality, but I think we're, we're good at that. And so I think some of it is like, I've been getting better at managing my own mental state. And some of it is just like your brain, I think eventually stops reacting quite the same to the same or similar stimulus, which is probably, probably a really useful adaptation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, well, you want to talk about work instead? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, Great. So I'm actually, I'm working on this, um, this cool new project right now. Uh, you may have heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Tr- try me. It's called Tuple and uh, it's this remote paraprogramming app. Whoa. <laughs> Tell me more. This is, this is surprising. <laughs> I, what could this be? About a week ago, my buddy Ben, um, you may know him, reached out and was like, hey, we have this project and we've been looking for someone to do it. And I think you might be a perfect fit for it. And so, wow, that sounds really flattering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was super flattered. Generally, I'm my my stock response to these types of questions is no, you know, I'm I need to focus on on my own stuff and, uh, you know, not not in the consulting business right now. But when you sent the message, it just felt like timing was kind of perfect for me where, you know, I'm. I'm exploring some different stuff. I'm I'm working on some prototypes of things and like things are moving forward on that front, but also like nobody knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks or months or days even. And, you know, here's an opportunity to have a meaningful impact on a, on a really cool product that is super, especially important right now uh, in light of, <laughs> in light of what's happening in the world. It's been actually a really, really fun side gig for me this this past week i mean only one only one week into it but getting to kind of exercise my design skills and front-end development stuff that i've been honing for the last few years and getting to be creative on something that's separate from my own pursuits that i've been working on exclusively for a couple years so it's uh yeah it's going well i will say from my point of view so we should probably clarify that i i asked you if you would be interested in uh redesigning the the application giving it a, a, a refresh i'm glad we're talking about this here because i am having so much fun seeing the stuff you're coming up with and 
We're going to have to invoke the Canadian rule, which states that within the first 10 minutes of any Art of Product podcast, we mention either Adam Wathen or Steve Sugar. So I was talking to Adam about like hiring a designer or getting some design help. And he was the one who was like, you should just hire Derek, LOL. And I was like, haha, actually, wait a second. And as I thought about it, I was like, you know, there's a chance he might be interested in like at least possibly like some of this. And so I wrote that email to you and you said yes. And I was super psyched. I, I figured the chances were like, I don't know, I was, I was given like maybe 50-50. And I was super, super excited when you said you were you were available. So this is, this is the skill we lack the most on our team right now, I think. is like just this like solid like design and also implement the design combination, which is incredibly hard to find. Like there's just like no, no one can do what you do, which is be a developer and a designer. Like that's just incredibly, incredibly rare. So to be able to like get design help, but then also like have you build the React app version of it is just like, that's just, that's crazy valuable. But then also just taste is rare. Like there's, there's not a lot of people who I would like trust to like understand the constraints and come up with savvy solutions and have it make sense. It's just all these things together are, are, are not easy to come by. So when I thought about it, it's like you're kind of the perfect person for this project. Well, and I'm I'm very flattered that Adam recommended me too because I I highly respect uh, the creator of Tailwind, uh, the man who is teaching all developers how to get even a little bit better at design these days. Um, He's actually just sort of an internet marketer, I think, is the way he prefers to describe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. This has been awesome. You've been sharing the not even just mockups, but actually like working React app versions of the redesign. And every time I refresh the page and there's some new stuff there, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps getting better. And it's I just I'm super, I'm super into it. It's been super fun. So when we started this out, like I was trying to trying to figure out what the the right angle for kind of producing work would be. And I mean, a lot of designers kind of go, you know, go into Figma or Sketch and start with like well, maybe they start with low fidelity mockups, right? Where it's just kind of sketched or using something like balsamic or something like that, where it's really wireframey. And then often the next step is to go into a high fidelity design tool and kind of replicate what you could do in the browser in non-HTML format. I'm guessing that's usually because maybe they're faster in it. Maybe they don't know HTML. I don't know, you know, why that's the typical path for a lot of designers, but it usually is. And for me, I'm, I love getting into kind of the final medium as quickly as possible. Like that's, I'm most comfortable in the browser and major props to Adam for, for building such a fantastic tool. But like Tailwind makes me so productive. It just feels like the perfect power tool for when I'm in the zone thinking about building a design and I want to change padding a little bit you just throw another utility on and i wanted it's like oh font size needs to be a little smaller just bump it down to a, a new text utility and like it just i feel so productive working with the stack and and then react is i've been building in react for about a year now on various projects static kit is kind of a react front end and so you know getting to build in react and extract out components where necessary and then you know if i want to build three different permutations of a state it's like well there's three shared parts on this and that can i can extract that into a component and reuse stuff and it just it's been really fun working with the tools cuz it feels like i'm not fighting against the tools i guess and that's that's often rare even when you're in a tool set that you really like like a lot of times you, there's just a, a a slog involved with it of getting things you know getting things to to produce the end result that you want and this hasn't felt like a slog at all and so nice that's yeah, awesome i think it's just a, co a combination of 
you know, experience with the tools and, and then just having really, really good tools at my disposal. Yeah. I mean, the productivity shows because we started this on Monday and there's substantial work done here for sure. You, you just sort of put together a little, like a way of displaying the, the work that is like react apps embedded into a page in different states with different scenarios going on. And I, sh- I actually shared this with a designer friend of mine and he was like, oh, this is a really cool like design mock-up sharing tool. <laughs> and I was like, guess what? <laughs> That's actually basically just the app. So I was, I was just like, oh, it's even, he's even finding a good way to show it to us. It's just, it's just, it's just great working with someone savvy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been really fun. Like it's implemented in HTML and React and CSS and all the, the, the web stack, but it's constrained to a kind of a fixed size window too, which also is just one less thing to worry about. Normally with, with web design, you're worrying about all the responsive breakpoints. And this is like, it's kind of nice not to think about those for a little bit on this. Yeah, project. right. Exactly. Yeah. No one will ever resize this window. Yep. Yep. Only you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, it's it's great having your help. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to update on for the week, or should I take the baton? I mean, that's kind of the bulk of, of, of what I've been focusing on. I mean, we, when we talked about this, we're like, okay, maybe we'll do around 10 hours a week. And if I'm being honest, like I've cruised over that limit just because it's been so fun working on this stuff. <laughs> and so um, it's kind of dominated most of my time. But I do, I did notice like, you know, even just having kind of the constraints of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not just dealing with my own time here. Now it's like, I'm working on this project and, you know, I'm, I am billing hourly for it. So like, so like when I'm working on tuple stuff, like let's be, let's be deliberate. Let's, let's block off this time and, and try to make this as distraction free as possible. And so it's just been like another reason to kind of, to be more deliberate, I guess, because it's when you're just dealing with your own time, then it's really easy to let stuff leak in. And you're like, well, whatever, it's my own time. Who cares? I want to limit my time because I because I'm not like just letting this be like 40 hours a week and not working on any of my own stuff. So I'm trying to like really proactively time box this. And and so I started doing that with my tuple time. And then I was doing that with some of my own project time. And like the symmetry there is really nice. And I feel like I've been I don't know. It's just been a really good like forcing function to get me to to just think more a little bit more intently about how I'm managing time. So nice. That's yeah, great. A nice side effect. Yeah. Sometimes those constraints are just awesome. They help. From my perspective, this has been this is so good. Like you started working on this. Don started working with Spencer. And then there's actually one other person that I'll talk about soon. Um, but like there's just there's more hands like rowing the tuple boat all of a sudden. And it feels so good. Like it's, our pace is up a lot. Like I would say like actually Joel and Spencer and I are all shipping things faster than before. And then there are additional people shipping things. It's a very good time right now, I feel like. Yeah, that's that's cool because I mean, I know I experienced this at, at Drip a little bit. I mean, we brought on junior developers initially. So it was a little bit different. Like we weren't able to hire senior level experienced people right out of the gate but still i think you experience this in most cases when you hire someone like you want to reach the point where like you're doubling your productivity but there's always kind of a dip right at first where it's like the team expands but now there's more communication overhead and there's more training getting people up to speed so things can kind of dip down and it's a really good feeling when when it's like people are up to speed and now we're actually like cranking um cranking out more um than we were before yeah totally 
and the, the fact that you know what you're doing so well and that Don has a lot of experience and Spencer also invest, invested a ton of effort to like get him onboarded before, you know, like give him this resources so he could speed himself up, uh, I think has, has paid off nicely. The fact that we're pushing forward on multiple threads simultaneously feels great. Yes. <laughs> um, because sometimes before it would be like, we're basically doing two or maybe three things at once. And now it feels like there's, there's even more things that are moving forward, uh, which is great. So we've been working with um, a part-time salesperson. The other day I had this experience where I more or less assigned him a lead in Help Scout that came in and like was like, wow, someone else is, going, is pushing the sales thing forward while I'll do, I do this thing. It's the things where it's like intellectually, I knew that was a possibility. I knew that's how companies do more things. But then the experience of like, wow, it's, there's other stuff going on that we're not doing. This is amazing. It was mm-hmm. like, it hit me stronger than I thought it would. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, well, how long has this um, part-time salesperson been, been working with you? Uh, since basically Monday. So, okay. so <laughs> three part-time people started on Monday. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So this person, his name is Adam Zace, and he was referred uh, by uh, my friend Brendan. And he has a bunch of experience in like the sort of chaotic startup time of sales, uh, which is kind of what we we eventually figured out. Is like, or at least I figured out, is like I think that's what we need. Not like someone to slot into a process with like a defined title and a you know clear <laughs> way of doing it. It's been interesting to to like start throwing things his way, and also like we, I had him join a call that I was on um, with somebody the other day. And there were just a couple of things that he did that I, I thought were really savvy. So you could just tell, like, this is someone that has been doing sales a long time. So, like, we're talking to this person. And they're like, well, we're gonna, we want to try it with three people. And if that goes well, we're going to do it to this many people. And then if that goes well. And uh, Adam stops like, well, c- can you say more about, like, what what success looks like there? Like, what, if, what, what does it look like for the three people to, like, have a good experience? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, duh, that's such a good question. <laughs> like, there's a test. Why don't you find out what you're being graded on? And, yeah. Like, it didn't really occur to me to ask that. Yeah, it's just like yeah. okay, cool. Well, I hope it goes well, but like I don't know what they define as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And then there was two other things, which is one, uh, and they were like, "Oh, and if if this test goes well, we'll ask security to review your application and and then approve it." And Adam was like, um, "Would it any chance it would make sense to just have security look at it now, and that way, if you like it, we could just keep going or like roll it out without stopping?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, let, let's do that." And I was like, "Oh my god, how did I not ah. think of that?" <laughs> duh do it in parallel like why would you right. wait and then insert this blocker later on in the process yeah so that yeah. was like a head slapper for me personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final thing was just like this this trick that i think is not a trick but just a habit which is the person would say something and adam would go so what i think i heard you say is and re-summarize this thing back to them to make sure like the communication happened correctly which i think is like that's pro- i think that that idea is like good to bring into a lot of parts of your life because verbal communication in particular is just a little bit it's possible for people to not understand each other and think they do totally yep yep wow yeah that's great i mean it sounds like he's um a seasoned veteran who also i think it's it's unique to find someone who is kind of willing to slot into this type of scenario because i mean salespeople who are good at what they do can can often get kind of a cushy like enterprise sales gig and make tons of commission and like a lot of times they're not accessible you know at i feel like at at this kind of tier of the game so yeah 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 and 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 in classic fashion he sold himself to me pretty well which is he was like let's start super informal and like whatever level you want like you know you can give me some stuff or don't or just and i was like that is actually what i want right now 
uh, like let's let's try things out let's slowly ramp up and uh, he didn't he made it easy to get started the team didn't double but it kind of did in terms of bodies uh, in terms of humans so that was that's kind of a a big step forward this week and just also like so much knowledge came with it like you on the design and the ux side and then adam on the sales side and then don on the like c plus plus mac internal side like it's just like the the amount of smarts we have access to and experience is up so much it feels like we're we're building a real thing now yeah so last week um you know the tuple guys were on and i could sense a little bit in spencer's voice that he was feeling the pressure of being the the main guy on this really really technical code base and maybe you know maybe feeling a little bit a little bit burned out do you think this is this is going to help ease the tension on him a little bit having some more support around him i think so that is definitely the goal or definitely one of the goals i feel like his affect is better he seems more excited about it uh we'll see if it actually gives that feeling of okay there's other people helping me i feel less burnt out and that's that's something that i definitely need to check in with him i actually have a recurring to do uh which is like check in on spencer's burnout level make sure he's good he's an a hard worker and he holds himself to a very high standard and so that's amazing most of the time but it's, it is possible to like push yourself too hard that way so i try to like be a little bit of a counterbalance like hey man take monday off if you're feeling like it or you know just like make sure you're being you know cool to yourself and yeah working in a sustainable way that's good i mean because i i recognized when he was you know he was just kind of like sharing his update and sharing the way he looks at work like it reminded me of of kind of me in the early days of drip where <laughs> i think for a while there i did get to the point where i don't know if i wouldn't say fully burned out but like but like on the road to that you know because i was shouldering a lot of the a lot of the the scaling stress and the you know the kind of the buck stopped with me on on technical stuff on a lot of fronts and it took a really long time for me to finally let go of of things that i probably could have let let go earlier if i had just been more like i partially blame myself for being unwilling to let go really really crucial parts like um you know i would i would gladly delegate things that were not so critical mission critical but then like found that i kind of just left myself with a lot of like really really mission critical things it's like well it's okay i'll I'll look after that part and it's like really what i should have been doing is parceling those out at an even rate so that or even prioritizing the mission critical stuff it's like let's get everyone start to get everyone up to speed on these parts of the application as soon as possible because these are the the riskiest parts these are the parts that i need more redundancy on and we can all kind of share this other stuff that's not so not so mission critical you know yeah that sounds like a supernatural impulse that you you have to fight against or like have to see it and experience it yourself and then realize that you had kind of messed it up yeah yeah I go through a little bit of that with just like development basically where it's like, but I know so much about how to write code. And like, if I stop paying attention to the code writing, then maybe the tuple code won't be as good as it could be. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you're going to have to step away from that eventually. So, and then there will be other parts like that too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's good to be reminded of other people's experience and be like, heads up, this is probably an area where you will predictably fail to behave totally rationally. So watch out for it. Yeah, it's like it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like, well, I don't know, that that part's too important. Like, Spencer, maybe you should just like still still keep a tight rein on that one. And it's like, no, that's you should be pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and like, nope, let's get this person shipping code in this area. And yeah, something may go wrong, but like we can't afford to not let this be a, an area where we have redundancy. Totally. Yep, definitely. 
I got a couple more things. Yeah. Go you got it. some time? You want to talk about them? I got some time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so two more things. One is I'm working on getting us a pen test. So I've been doing for Tuple a bunch of enterprise sales. And then for the pen test, I'm sort of like the enterprise sales customer. And so I've gotten to go through a couple other companies' sales processes. And I'm not that impressed. <laughs> and in some cases, I'm pretty anti-impressed. And it's it's interesting to see. It's like these are like well-regarded, uh, referred by smart people who say good things about them companies. And then like I see them making what feel like just like straight up mistakes and like kind of doing things that turn me off and just being like, wow, like what? I feel like the more I learn about business and the more businesses I learn about, the more I'm like, there are a lot of suboptimal things happening in the, <laughs> the world of business. One of these people asked me onto a sales call and I was like, okay, great, fine, I'll do a call. Like, I prefer to do a written communication if we can to save myself the time, but fine, let's do the call. I didn't push back on it. And then we do a call and like, it's a 30 minute call and the first 10 minutes is just this person talking about their company. And I was like, all right, I'm like, I, I want to hear some of that, but like, it seems like a lot to start with. And then asked me some questions about us and then was like, and like some questions about the app and who we are and what we want. And then was like, all right, great. I'm going to send you over a questionnaire to fill out about your company and the application. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound like a thing I want to do, but fine. And then he sends it over and it's some of the same questions we just talked about. And it was like, you want me to take notes from our call for you? Is that what this is? And it was just like, this just feels clearly wrong. Like, this clearly can't be optimal, right? Like, I don't think I'm just crazy here. Right. It's like, I understand if they're trying to put a, maybe like a strong filter up in place. Like, let's make sure that this is actually a serious prospect before we hand them off to to our really good salespeople or whatever. But like... um seems like that should you should be trying to get to that as quickly as possible and maybe just maybe just like charge you some money up front or something to talk to them and then send you right to the to the person who's not going to waste your time you know <laughs> i mean yeah i mean like the, i'm pretty sure the person i was talking to was the co-founder so like it wasn't like this was like oh, a okay. qualification call oh, was, oh wow okay it felt literally just like just like i just wasted half an hour with you and now i have homework to do that duplicates the tie the thing i already did and it was just like deeply kind of unimpressive <laughs> So I don't know, I guess people like to like have this thing like no one knows what they're doing. Everyone like all companies are messed up. And it's like, I don't think no one knows what they're doing. But I do think that like, there's a lot of slop, I guess. There's a lot of like, inefficiency and, and not greatness in the out in the world there, even in surprising places. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of success you can attribute to maybe like 10 to 20% of, of what you put into it. And the rest just kind of just happens. <laughs> so like a lot of this is like success, despite how crappy your sales process looks like or something you know right yeah i mean clearly you can be successful despite having lots of issues or, and doing things suboptimally uh, but it's just interesting to have that point kind of hammered home and like be like you're you're a successful company and this is your sales process okay so eventually we're going to have a pen test and it's going to be you know it's going to be good despite this. why i wonder what what about a pen test makes it like the type of thing that you have to do a, a an intense sales process about is that just is that just how these services are sold um, yeah it seems or, to be they okay. they want they do a yeah 
basically everyone I've talked to actually like wants to do a call with me and they want to ask, they want me to fill out a bunch of stuff for them. Uh, and then they hit me with a proposal for, you know, many tens of thousands of dollars. But I guess it is a pretty custom thing. Like they have to kind of know, they have to f- assess, figure out what the attack vectors could be for your particular setup or something and then, and then do it. Like, totally. Yeah. Just like, I mean, yeah. our, our situation is kind of weird. So like, it's not really a web app so you can't just be like here's the web app assessment cost it's like okay we do need to kind of know what's going on here i don't know how much i want to bitch about this one last thing i got an (laughs) invoice from another company which just had stuff on it that would like screamed out like we put this on here to see if you'll accept it this was an invoice for more than forty thousand dollars for the pen test and on the invoice it has a two thousand dollar project management fee and it's just like that is clearly like, like what is that like if I'm paying you forty grand for a consulting engagement and you break out project management is like oh and by the way we have like here's this thing like that just it just felt so lame <laughs> yeah there were like there were like two or three line items that were just like that it's like here's a couple grand and whatever because it looks small compared to the other things and you'll probably just say yes and like I pushed back on them and they removed them and I was like well that doesn't make me feel that good either like you were just like willing to kind of screw me for this if I just was a sucker. And so great, the price is lower, but now like, I don't know, I, I, now I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a different world. Like, I mean, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of money is made in, in these types of deals. It's like just, just managing to find people at different points who either don't care. Like you happen to be a person who you're a co-founder of the company. And yes, you really actually care about where your money goes. But I think a lot, I bet a lot of times it's like they're dealing with someone who's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, everyone puts this pork on these invoices and that's well, just how the game is played. Or maybe they're just not paying any attention. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody said to me like, yeah, if you were Twitter, you probably just would have said 40 grand. That's nothing, whatever. And then just like signed it. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's our money in a way that is not for larger companies. So they, I guess they were just miscalibrated. I have to imagine on the whole, that's a profitable thing to do. It's just, yeah. Add some crap in there, but it's a bit of a turnoff personally. Yeah, just as much crap as you can to not fully turn off everybody and thus harm all your sales efforts. <laughs> yes. And yeah. All right. Well, that was kind of a wine fest. So, and my second thing was kind of a wine as well. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna cut that. This is that's okay. enough. It's enough negativity right. for the podcast. All right. Um, all right. That's good. So yeah, let's reset. Which is I'm super psyched to be doing work with you. It's super awesome. I like what you're doing, and uh, I'm excited about the future. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I think, um, oh yeah, we're supposed to do gratitude, right? And uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's going to be my gratitude item, honestly, is like this little project we're doing. Like, I'm I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful for to get to like flex some of my skills on, on a project and make some money doing it. You know, I know there's a lot of people right now who are in much less fortunate positions. So, so I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, mine is similar, which is that I'm glad that the business is reaching a point where we can do this because for the longest time it was just the three of us and that was basically what what there was and now we have the resources to expand this and like make the company better make the product better hopefully there's a virtuous cycle that will happen there too uh and i just feel so lucky that like like we can we can afford to bring on awesome people and have their awesomeness imparted into us and that's that's great so hashtag blessed yeah very nice (laughs) cool all right should we wrap it Let's wrap it. Notes of the show. Notes of the show can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. See ya.